Well, with all that's happening in our world, our country, and specifically like our state where River Valley is based and headquartered out of, I am going to pause the family teaching, and I want to let you know that today I want to address the social and spiritual need that's going on right now. And um, it, some of this might feel a little more statement-like, but trust me, there's still a sermon coming. Um, but in just a few short days, uh, we're all aware that a verdict will be given in the Derek Chauvin case concerning the death of George Floyd. And uh, while we're waiting for the verdict, I want to call our church to prayer. I want us to pray. I want us to pray for everyone that's been involved in the process. I want us to be praying for the families that have been a part of this tragedy. I want us to pray for the judicial system, the jury that is going to be weighing evidence from both sides. I want to pray that they'll have the uh, wisdom of God. They'll have stamina in this. I want them to understand and us to realize as we pray for them, the whole nation, the whole world is going to be watching our state right now. That's what's happening. Um, We need to be praying for our civic leaders, our government leaders, for our peacekeepers and peacemakers. And uh, I'm just praying as a church, we'll continue to speak calm, peace, truth, Jesus. I'm praying we'll speak Jesus to this world that desperately needs to hear the name of Jesus. Um, Beyond the verdict, yeah, you could clap for Jesus. We can clap for Jesus. Beyond the verdict, um, regardless of the outcome, the bigger question is going to be what's next? What's next? And I want you to know River Valley is going to continue to love our neighbors as ourselves. We are going to love our God with all of our heart, our soul, our mind. We are going to practice the theology of presence, which means we are salt and light in this earth. And we're going to be present in everything that's happening in our streets and in our community and in this world. And um, I just believe this is a time for the church to be the church, for the church to shine bright. And um, I I want us to uh, have prayer in just a moment now with all of us together. But I want to let you know that my sermon will address uh, God's peace in this moment. I believe it'll be three points. It'll be we need to have peace-living citizens, peacekeeping government, and peacemakers as followers of Jesus Christ. And I want us to pray for peace. I want us to pray for wisdom. I want us to pray for safety for all the people involved. And I'm just asking here at all of our campuses and online, you would join me in uh, prayer right now. Let's pray. Lord, I'm praying that as this trial ends that uh, you would help our our leaders come together. You'd help the jury with wisdom. You'd help us as brothers and sisters in Christ. And I just pray that we'd look across any divide that has been there and placed by the enemy, and we'd say, we're not going to be divided in this moment. We're going to come together. I pray that you would heal our land. I don't know how to, out of such a, a tragic situation and out of a, a, a situation that's brought so much turmoil and, and fighting and strife and fire and all these things, but in the midst of this, I know you're still at work. And so, God, I'm praying that you would be at work in a greater way. I'm praying that we'd love our neighbor. We'd just love people around us. I pray that you'd protect people. I pray for no more deaths, no more uh, injuries. And I pray for wisdom beyond our ability in this moment. I'm praying for us to be peacemakers. I'm praying for us to be salt and light. And I'm, I'm praying, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, fill Minneapolis with your presence. Fill Minneapolis. I pray that hands that want to do evil will be stopped. I pray that destruction will be stopped. I pray that you you will be a, a restraining force in that moment and a source of peace in the midst of this storm. 
I pray that you'd fill our state, that something different is going to happen. And I pray that our church would lead the way in healing and reconciliation. Use us, God. Use us. But Holy Spirit, flood our streets as we're driving around. May we feel the presence of God in a greater way. And we're just believing for that. And we pray, God, that when this is done, you would help us to do the, the heavy lifting of loving and fixing and caring and being the church that you've called us to be. So I pray that now, and I believe that you will do that. I anticipate and pray and believe your Holy Spirit will fill our streets. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Amen. I want you to keep praying as a church, and I wanna, as your pastor, I wanna ask that you would refrain from incendiary posts on social media. I'm just begging you, I believe this, the world will not be changed by what you post, but doors will be closed by what you post. And we have to be very careful with what we do and that we are using the wisdom of God in this. I want us to be cautious and remember who we represent. I remember when I was a teenager and I'd walk out the door and my father would say, hey, what's your last name? I'd say, Ketterling, he's like, yes, and that's a good name. Remember that name when you go out tonight. And I'm telling you right now, what's your last name, church? It's Christian. You're a Christian. And I want us to remember that as we move forward in this upcoming week. Now today, this message is inspired by a prayer meeting that was done in Brooklyn Center. We were there, many of the pastors on our staff went and prayed together with clergy from all across the state, saying, God, speak to us. God, help us be agents of peace. God, help us to heal. God, help us in this moment. Some of us were even praying, God, what are you up to? Bishop Howell said to me, he's like, I'm wondering why is this in our hands right now? Why is it in our hands? He's like, God, if it's in our hands, give us the strength to handle what's in our hands. And as we prayed there, I went forward and I felt God say, I want you to pray for peace. And he gave me a download of three quick things and I prayed them right there. I said, we need to be peace, peace living citizens. And you heard it right, peace living citizens. We can love peace, but we should be peace living citizens. First Thessalonians 4.11 says, and make it your ambition to live quietly and peacefully and to mind your own affairs and work with your hands just as we directed you. So I prayed that in that moment. Then I said, God, we need peacekeeping government. We call the, the you know, our police, we would call them peacekeepers. Maybe military, you'd say it's a peacekeeping force. And so I prayed for that. I prayed that with Romans 13, and I won't read it, but it talks about, well, I will, I'll read it. It's the word of God. For civil authorities are not a source of fear. I'm not gonna skip that. They're not a source. For civil authorities are not a source of fear for people of good behavior, but for those who do evil. Do you wanna be unafraid of authority? Do what is good and you'll receive approval and commendation. For he is God's servant to you for good. But if you do wrong, you should be afraid, for he does not carry the executioner's sword for nothing. He is God's servant and avenger who brings punishment on the wrongdoer. And I said, we want to pray for our peacekeepers, that they'll do the right thing, and that people that are doing wrong will be afraid, and that people that are doing right will have no reason to be afraid. And then I prayed for peacemakers, and the Lord downloaded this to me in that moment. The only group that makes peace are the followers of Jesus Christ. There are peace living people, there are peace keepers, but he's called you and I to be peacemakers. 
Matthew chapter five, verse nine. I prayed this over them and I'll say it now. Blessed, spiritually calm with life, joy and God's favor are the makers and maintainers of peace for they will express his character and be called the sons of God. And as I prayed this, I'm realizing we, only the church can bring the peace and make the peace. Only the church. That's our job, church. Right now, we are peacemakers. And as I prayed this, Pastor Mark, who was uh, there watching, and he, he's from our Faribault campus, he's like, that's the sermon. He's like, ditch the family series. That's the sermon. And I was like, you're right, you're right, you're right. So I rewrote the whole thing since Thursday, all right? And, I, and I'll start with this. The first thing, we need to be peace-living citizens. We need to be peace-living citizens. I already read what 1 Thessalonians 4.11 says, but Titus 3, 1 and 2 says this. Remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready to do whatever is good, to slander no one, to be peaceable and considerate and always be gentle towards everyone. The foundation of peace in our society is for us to be peace-living citizens. That's what we need. Regardless if somebody's following Jesus or not, we need peace living citizens, and sadly, we have lost our way. We are a rebellious people. Let's be honest, Americans are rebel. we just have it in us. There's something that is there, and it's bubbling up at a level that's out of control. People mouth off to authority, they disobey, they lie, cheat, and steal. We exclude ourselves from laws we don't like, and we say, I'll live my own way. We live deeply sinful lives. There's impurity all around us. We have home after home without parents. We are angry about everything. We have 13-year-olds that are being chased in the streets while they hold guns in their hand. We have gangs in our communities. Our neighborhoods aren't safe. We have bolts on our doors. We have guns in our nightstand. We could be mowing our lawn and have someone attack us. We, it's just a crazy world. People are painting on their homes right now in Minneapolis. Don't burn this place. People live here. We are not a peace-living people. And we have lost our way. Carjackings are up in Minnesota. In November, they were up 537% in Minnesota. Someone in our church, we had a dear person connected to our church was carjacked. This is very real. We've lost our way and we're living in wondering like when will the next terminated employee get angry and bring a gun to work and blow the place up? We have lost our way. We have capital protests that turned into a riot that was not peace living. We have protests that start out peaceful and then all of a sudden turn into Antifa where people are throwing things at the police and destroying things and lighting things on fire. That is not peace living people. It's not right. It's okay to prayerfully protest. It's okay. Matter of fact, I think someday I keep wondering what day will I need to call on the church? Like it's our day to protest peacefully but I'm not gonna ask you to gear up in military gear and I'm not gonna ask you to paint yourself black and I'm not gonna ask you to bring umbrellas and milk for the tear gas and bricks to throw at people or helmets to wear as you storm a place. That's not peace living and God help us, we've lost our way. We've lost our way. And if we're gonna get back to peace loving, peace living, I'm saying we've gotta start saying God, the church has got to keep preaching the message of Jesus. The only thing that can bring peace is preaching the name of Jesus. 
We've gotta live it out better. We've just gotta live it out better. And it doesn't matter if it's your side doing it. Call it wrong if it's wrong. We gotta be peace living people preaching the message of Jesus. And when the church gets distracted and makes justice the centerpiece, we miss it. Jesus is the centerpiece. Jesus, now some of you don't even wanna clap. You're like, wait a minute, what about, I'm telling you, do you understand? If you don't have peace here with God, you can't expect there to be peace on the streets. It comes here, it comes here. And so we've gotta keep preaching peace with God, peace with God, peace with God. And so many churches have left leading people to salvation and it's all about what social justice will we do? Let's lead people to Jesus and let that spill out into the streets. Some of us right now need to repent for our lack of peaceful living. We need to repent. Some of us need to realize we need to restore the message of Jesus and and, and make sure that our actions are not saying, I'm I'm not a peace-living citizen. The way we live should be, I am a peace-living citizen. And I think parents, you need to restore your role as parents. If, it's, if we're gonna get it, the church has to do their part and parents have to do their part. Maybe this is an interruption to the parenting series. The parents have to, I mean, how many know when I grew up, when I grew up, if the teacher said I did wrong, the teacher was right. I mean, I think everyone within a three block radius of our home, every parent had permission to spank me. I think that's the way I grew up. <laughs> My dad was like, I don't care. And I'd be like, he's like, I don't even care if there's a bad person. You're gonna overcome bad, you're gonna listen, you're gonna be under authority, you're gonna stop that. We are peace living situation. So parents, step up and be the parents that God has called you to be. Second thing, there are peacekeepers. Romans talks about this. Right after Paul says, you know, pray, pray for these people, be under their authority, they're there. If you're breaking the rules, you're rebellious, you're rebellious to God. And he says they're not the source of fear. If you're good, we call the police the peacekeepers. Lawbreakers should be afraid. Law followers of any skin color should be cheerful. That's the way we should live. That's the way we should live. And, and, and I just see what's going on. And, and the bad should be afraid. The good should be cheering them on. Beck and I walk through our neighborhood all the time. And, you know, you know, we walk miles and miles and miles. And police go by. I was wave at them. She's like, you're waving at the police. I said, I'm just letting them know we like them. You know, we're, we're glad they're keeping the peace. You know, right now we're able to walk. All right, yeah, you know. I was disgusted this week to see that the union leaders in St. Paul kicked our National Guard out of the labor center. I was disgusted by that this past week. These are our neighbors. These were called upon by the governor to keep the peace. And the nurses union and the AFL-CIO and others kicked them out of the labor hall saying, get out of here, get out. You don't, you understand these are your neighbors that are serving to keep the peace that have been appointed by God, called by our governor. Did you forget the fires, the destruction, the mayhem? I went this week to go to Walmart to get something and I walked up, it was all boarded up. I thought, what happened? What happened? I didn't even know if it was open. And then the doors opened, boarded. And they said, we're just getting ready. We're just getting ready. This is the world we're living in. And these peacekeepers are there. They're the people that are there that are protecting us and keeping the peace. And I make no apology, nor do I see a conflict in supporting a demand for justice in supporting our peacekeepers. Justice and supporting our peacekeepers. I, I believe that bad authorities should be removed through prosecution and at the polls. At the polls and in prosecution. We should remove bad people, okay? 
but we are for our peacekeepers. In one weekend, River Valley Church swept the streets where the mayhem was happening. We, prote we protested injustice. We marched and did that. We fed people on the street. We worked with Bishop Howell's church to feed and care people. We fed the third precinct and we fed the National Guard. There's no inconsistency there. We are peace living citizens with peacekeepers, asking them to keep the peace. The Apostle Paul, he was telling former Jewish rebels, no more insurrections, no more, no more insurrections. You know that the Jewish people were known as the people of the dagger. They were known as people that would have this and an insurrection at any time. They could go and take, matter of fact, they just didn't take out the Romans. They took out other Jewish people that they didn't think were active enough, sound familiar. They were like the authors of silences violence. And if you're not gonna be strong enough, we're coming after you. And Paul's like, no, no, no. That's not the way Christ's followers live. They don't do that. And so he's saying, no, no, if the gospel's going forward, it's not gonna be by rebelling against the peacekeepers. You say, but it was Rome, right? It was Rome, and he knew like it was bad, and Rome was bad, but he's like, thank God, at least there's Rome protecting us from what could be worse than Rome. Yeah. Hey, there's worse than Rome. It's called chaos. It's called survival of the fittest. It's called uh, the rules of the jungle. It just goes out of control. And so Paul realized, like, you know what? Without the protecting peacekeepers, it's total chaos. It, we, it, it, there's nothing you could do. I mean... Without the peacekeepers, you know what happens on our streets right now? The strong oppress the weak. Moms can't walk with their children. Grandmas and grandpas can't walk down the street without losing their food money. That's what happens when the peacekeepers are gone. You see this, you'll be shut in your home, peeping out the window, seeing if it's safe to leave, to go out, because the peacekeepers are there. The peace, they keep it so we can move forward. And in his day, it was Pax Romana, the peace of Rome. And he's like, you know what? Thank God that the, the peacekeepers of Rome shut down the chaos. Do you know that people are trying to kill Paul all the time? And a couple of times he's like, hey, hello, peacekeepers, peacekeepers. I'm a Roman citizen. Did I try that one, you know? Another time they're trying to kill him. There's an assassin assassination attempt. And you know what happens? The peacekeepers, evil Rome, sends 200 soldiers, 70 horsemen, and 200 spearmen to get him to his destination for Jesus Christ. Wow. Paul's like, hey, they may not be perfect, but it sure beats chaos. It sure beats chaos. So thank God for the peacekeepers that are there. I mean, just imagine, like we've been doing on the streets and going around and, and doing food and we have a, a wonderful couple in our church, Brian and Sarah, and they have a ministry called Give Hope. They, they own Hope Breakfast and they, they've been out on the streets and they've been getting out the food and doing all this. Imagine if they're out there and there are no peacekeepers and they're trying to serve the food and do the things and they're trying to keep order and people can run them over and chaos and a group could pull up on whatever and just say, you're out, give us the food and who cares about the poor? We're seizing your assets. You know, because we have peacekeepers that are there keeping the peace, we can do the good. We get to move the gospel forward. We get to do this and I want us to make every necessary improvement we can make to the governing authorities that are there, the peacekeepers. But I, I just come against this attitude that is permeating society like all cops are bad cops. I reject that. I reject that soundly. 
I was with Bishop Howell, and I love Bishop Howell. He, we just started talking all the time. Um, and, and I said, we were having dinner. And I said, Bishop Howell, can I ask you, like, do you know the chief of police in your suburb where you live? And he said, I don't. I said, neither do I. I said, probably because where we live, it's a little more peaceful. Maybe there's a, a little more peace living going on in that community. And we, if we could get that fixed, maybe we could have a better re, you know, relationship with peacekeepers. And we both sat there and realized, for so many of us, we live in a place where the peacekeepers are doing a good thing. And maybe it's peace living and peacekeeping working together. It's not perfect, but it's ordained by God. And did you know that in a recent survey, 81% of black Americans want more or the same amount of police in their neighborhood? It's not perfect, but it's ordained by God. And our government leaders, I just want to speak to them for just a moment, if they're watching. I hope they're watching, by the way. Um, when they, when, when, I'm just going to speak. When, if you're a government leader and you are inciting hate with your, with your words, you're wrong. I don't care what party you're in, you're wrong. If you selectively angle the truth, you're wrong. If you divide us, you're wrong. Do better. Do better. I mean, I can't stand when, oh, I'm going to unite you, and then they divide us and divide us and divide us. And it's like they get paid to get us to hate each other. Stop the hate. Let's start loving each other. We need to pray for our peacekeepers. First Timothy chapter two says, I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. Watch what God does. Watch what God does. And all of a sudden you'll see conversions. You'll see conversions. Do you realize in, in Acts, they're in jail and all of a sudden God opens the prison doors and then the jailer's about to kill himself and then he's like, wait a minute. He sees the way they're living and then it turns to, what must I do to be saved? I'm telling you, God can take our peacekeepers and minister to them and bring salvation. By the way, this is just a revelation to me. I was talking to one of the police officers in our church and he said, can I tell you, police officers are not Christians. Some are, but the police force is not Christian. He goes, it probably is really close to the same representation of society. And he goes, we need your prayers as well. Please keep praying for those in authority, the peacekeepers, pray for them, for the things they face and the things they see so they won't become hardened and then in turn make people that are obeying the law be afraid. He said, pray for them, pray for them so they'll keep a soft, pliable heart before God. Lastly, peacemakers. This is our job. Matthew 5, 9, blessed, spiritually calm, with life joy in God's favor are the makers and maintainers of peace for they will express his character and be called the sons of God. The greatest one, Christians, 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 peacemakers. And there's a difference between a peacekeeper and a peacemaker. Again, you can't make the peace. Just imagine you're walking your whole life and, and the biggest thing in your life is you don't know if you have peace with God. The biggest area of agitation is this way and you have no peace with God. How do you keep working peace this way if you haven't figured it out this way? But those of us that have figured it out this way that are living with the peace of God, like I know where I'm going, I have the love of God, I've been forgiven of my sins, I know no matter what I did, how evil I've been, I've been forgiven, I have peace with God, you can have that too. Peace just permeates this direction when it's done this direction. And so he's saying, be, be full of peace, be peacemakers. Now, I want you to understand this. The word for peace that Paul uses here is the word shalom. And it just doesn't mean get rid of the trouble 
It means get rid of the trouble and also put in everything that leads to everyone's best good. So take out the bad and put in the good. That's what peacemakers have to do. Abraham Lincoln said this, pull a weed, plant a flower. Pull a weed, plant a flower. All right, it's get rid of the bad and put in the good. Get rid of the bad and put in the good. And I'm telling you, we've got to address the problems and say, these are the problems and these are better solutions. Peacemakers are not called to ignore the issues. We're not. We're not called to ignore them. We're called to face them and fix them. Now, I know for some of us, like, oh, no, 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 I don't like that. I would rather be, I just had this picture in my mind of like an old Western. And all of a sudden, you know, these guys come right into town. You're like, oh, shut the shutters, close the shop down. That is not peacemaker. You may keep the peace for a moment, but only for a season because they're coming back. A peacemaker stands up together and says, not in this town, not gonna happen here. We're all standing together, not gonna happen. We're not gonna shut the shutters. We're not gonna just stay away. We're gonna get engaged in this and we're not gonna do that, all right? So we're gonna be active. And notice you have to be peacemakers, not peace lovers. You can love peace too, but you gotta be a peacemaker because oh, I love peace, I love peace, I love peace. You know what? When peace lovers talk and post, Peacemakers do the hard work. And if you don't watch it, we're gonna be like, oh, I love peace, 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 host, post, send, you know? And that's not, that's peace, okay, loving. I want you to be a peacemaker. Peacemakers can be angry and sin not. You can see things that are going on in society and say, that's wrong. And it needs to be pulled out and we need to replace it with this. And there can be intensity in it, but you don't sin in it. You don't sin. Peace Makers are, are, are the people that say, I'm gonna keep preaching Jesus. Pe- peacemakers resolve disagreements and they help people that are fighting come together. They get it in the mix. Nope, let's pull it together. Peacemakers overcome evil with good. Peacemakers defend the truth in love, looking for change to take place, not using the truth to batter people, but they defend the truth in love. Peacemakers watch their words. They watch their words. Out of our mouths, we destroy things. Peacemakers use their words to build up and to help the situation. And if I could add now, I mean, in James, it's like, who can tame the tongue? I almost wanna say, who can tame the thumbs? You know what I'm saying? Who can tame the thumbs? They are unruly members setting the very hellfire on this earth, you know? Stop these things. Let's be peacemakers. Peacemakers forgive their enemies. Peacemakers heal wounds by listening, by being present, by bringing healing words, by praying healing prayers. A peacemaker prays for peace. That's what we do. These are the things we have been called to do. Nobody else is praying for peace. Let me tell you, a moment of silence, if it's just a pause, is just a pause. But a moment of silence with a prayer in it can move heaven and earth and change the situation. We need God right now. We need God. We need to be peacemakers and we need to rely on his Holy Spirit because everything in this world is combustible. I mean, it's just like, I mean, it's just everything is. You think about it, racism, classism, envy, hate, rage, jealousy, status, temper, greed, ego, violence, drugs, alcohol, combustible, lust, theft, political parties, social media, CNN, Fox, MSNBC, combustible. 
We need God right now to get us through this. And the peacemakers better take our place at the table. That's the way it needs to be. I just have this vision of like you wake up in the morning and you open up your phone and you look at Facebook and you're starting to fire. And then you go over to Twitter, more fire. You turn on the cable, more fire. How many know? It's just, it's like that. It's so combustible. We've got to be peacemakers relying on the peace. Nobody else is going to do it. Nobody else. Is it's up to us to do this. It's up to us to lead the way. And I am praying for God to give us supernatural power to be peacemakers in a highly explosive world. I mean, I, I want us to be peacemakers where the world notices. And then this is what he says. Paul says, you know, if you're a peacemaker, or Jesus said, Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers, and they will be called the children of God. Blessed are the peacemakers. You know what he says? He says, you'll be doing a God-like work. If we go out and we make peace, if we go out and make peace, we're doing a God-like work. That's what's happening. And we go out there, we make peace, we make peace, we make peace. And God's like, that's what I do. That's what I do. That's what I do. Think about that. One of his titles is the God of peace. And now somebody say, well, what about the war? He permitted wars, but he's the God of peace. He created peace. Garden of Eden, peace. Heaven was full of peace. You know what he did? When the devil rebelled, kicked him out. Heaven will be filled with peace. When man rebelled against God, what did he do? He made the way for peace. He made the way so that we could have peace again with God. He's the God of peace. He preserves the peace. And when we make the peace, when the world looks at us this week and every day moving forward from this day forward, when they see us making the peace and being peacemakers, they go, oh, that's a Christian. That's a child of God. That's a child of God. I wouldn't have got into that mix. I wouldn't have jumped in there. Only a child of God would do that. I, 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 I'm just gonna tell you, what God called me to do with our city, with, with the black bishops, the suburban churches, all that, I, I, I was like, here am I, send somebody else. And God's like, no, you're a peacemaker. Get in the midst of that. It, it, it wasn't me. It wasn't my idea. It wasn't like, boy, good for you. I, I, I literally was like, please, God, please, please. Use, and he's like, get in the mix. Be my child. Be like me. I get in the mix. Get in the mix. And we're being that. Our church has been peacemakers. We get into the mix. And I believe this. When we do this, it said we'll be blessed. He said blessed. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. There's a blessing on us for making peace. There's a blessing on us that we are called the children of God. There's a blessing on us. And so I am praying that we would be peace. Makers. I don't know how it's going to play out. I don't know. I don't know how, what each of us will be called to do this week and every day going forward, but we need to see God pour his spirit out and to help us to be peacemakers. Right now, this could just rip churches apart, rip families apart, rip a nation apart. And it's time for us to say, I commit to being a peacemaker. A peacemaker. Let me read it again. Two scriptures, Matthew 5, 9. Blessed, spiritually calm with life, joy, and God's favor are the makers and maintainers of peace for they will express his character and be called the sons of God. And I close with this verse. 2 Thessalonians 3.16. Now may the Lord of peace give himself more than, may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way, the Lord be with all of you. Man, 
We need the peace of God. We need peacemakers right now like never before. And I'm praying for every civic leader. I'm praying for every pastor. I'm praying for every person in your workplace, wherever you're at. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you are a peacemaker. Peacemaker. We are going to be peacemakers as we go forward. And I'm praying God help our cities. God help our state. God help our nation. God help our world. And I believe this. We need to pray again for a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Because the peace of God needs to flood right now. The peace of God needs to be there as peacemakers move forward in Jesus' name. So God, I'm praying once again that you would pour out your spirit, that we would see the peace of God fill our hearts. Lord, because we're right with you, we can, we can bring peace to the rest of the world. And so God, I'm praying for that right now, right with you to bring peace to the rest of the world. God, and I'm praying that your, your Holy Spirit would fill our streets, fill our cities, fill this moment. May we be peacemakers in the name of Jesus. God, I pray, I pray a new day will come from this out of what looks to be just a, a moment that just has been such a struggle. God, may this be this embers of revival. May there be something happening here on a supernatural level. And may you pour your spirit out in a greater way. Help us to be peacemakers. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen.